The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour Patron Spotlight. Uh... We do this to people that support the show at at least a $5 a month level, and we do a drawing every so often, and they get to come on and talk to us about being a fan of the show, being a Saints fan, and today we are doing another international episode. Uh, We are going to Glasgow, Scotland to talk to Ross Sutherland. Ross, uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks for supporting the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Big fan of the show. I feel, you probably, well, maybe not. I feel like probably every American person you talk to, they feel like they've suddenly been transported into the movie Braveheart. Um, I feel like you're, you're going to like uh, tell me I'm the king and behead me. Uh, so how do you become a, a Saints fan all the way in Scotland? Oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of a long, long kind of dragged out process. So, I mean, I, I loosely watched American sports, uh, mostly NBA, but what we could get on terrestrial TV here was, was limited. And it was also very late at night. Um, so for NFL, it was, you know, Sunday night, primetime kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that'd be like midnight or 1am, depending on, you know, daylight savings time. So what I could see was really limited, you know. Um, you know, going back to the days of Elway or Warner with the Rams, you know, Terrell Davis with the Broncos. You know, it was like you'd watch one game every Sunday night. You wouldn't really see it that much. And I'd fall asleep halfway through it anyway. <laughs> so I never really had a team. And I tried to follow the Packers because the colours being the same as Glasgow Celtic, but I didn't really see enough to actually become a fan um, and maybe watch three full games a year, excluding the Super Bowl. So, you know, at that point, I still didn't really have a team, didn't have satellite TV, still had terrestrial. So it was more just players I would watch, you know, Ray Lewis. I mean, even, you know, I hate to say it, but Dexter Jackson with the Bucks back then. Mm-hmm. And then around 04 or 05, I got satellite TV. Um, so it enabled me to watch more. And then obviously the storm happened in 05 and my attention was sort of drawn in New Orleans and, and the Gulf Coast region as a whole. So throughout that time, that's what sort of transpired with the displacement of the Saints, having to play on the road, the Alamo Dome, Tiger Stadium, I think, uh, even played against yeah. the Giants Stadium. So, you know, I found myself rooting for them week in and week out. Like I'd imagine most neutrals or fans of teams not direct rivals of the Saints would be. And I guess it just really rolled from there. Yeah, I mean, um, we had uh, another uh, say uh, another p- supporter of the of the show. Keys, he was from uh, England as well. I I forget. I think he was in. Um, I think he was in Ireland. I, I we recorded about six weeks ago, and he was saying the same thing that you know he 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 would watch American football on and on and try to find it, but Katrina really being a sort of international story, right? And it, it's one of those things that the whole world was watching and, it, and that sort of made him gravitate to New Orleans and what sort of happened and was interesting and then 
rebuilding the Superdome post-Katrina, that was a big story, and that sort of guided him sort of to the Saints as a fan. And your story is kind of similar, which is interesting. Uh, he was saying that he doesn't drink, but he goes to ba- he has to go to bars late at night because when the Saints – uh, because of the international package to watch games, when they are on in prime time, you can't always get it, and you have to go to a bar. And he says he'll go to a bar, and he'll be all alone watching the Saints in, in the middle of the night. Is it the same sort of experience for you yeah. in Scotland? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're on the exact same time zone, the whole of the UK um, and Ireland. So um, early kickoffs will be, you know, 6 p.m., you know, the midday game is 6 p.m. The afternoon game will be 9 p.m. And then prime time will be later, you know, 1 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. Now, I pay for a NFL Game Pass subscription. But if the Saints game is the, the nationally televised scheduled game on satellite TV, then you have to you have to have a satellite TV subscription as well or you can't watch it. So it's a bit annoying. And for instance, like when I go to Thailand, sometimes I go to Thailand, in Southeast Asia for Christmas and New Year. And uh, so that's playoff time, man. And then obviously I'm, I'm scrambling around the phone in the morning. I'm trying to use a VPN. It's not working. I'm finding a sports bar. What's the time difference in Thailand for the Saints? What, what time is kickoff in Thailand for the Saints? 4 a.m. Oh, my God. Like in a bar at 4 a.m. They're not even opened, but I'm paying them enough money to stay open. They're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Come on in. Oh, my God. Are they like this crazy Scottish person wants to watch this sport that we don't even understand in Thailand, but he just gave us a pile of Thailand-type money, so we'll stay open for him. Were you watching the Saints playoff games this year in Thailand? Uh, I was in Cambodia for the Steelers game. Okay. Um, and I was home for I was actually home for the uh, I, I was in Cambodia for the Steelers game and also the the game against uh, the Panthers when uh, okay. Teddy B started. So I was I was there. Um, so I managed. To, what I do now is I, I book a good hotel that I know has really good Wi-Fi rather than just you know a, a three-star hotel. If you get a really good hotel, then you're gonna have good one. Pro tip. Pro travel tip, people. But last, yeah. But last year, last year I was in Cambodia, just a you know a half decent hotel, but the Wi-Fi was so bad. Me being an idiot, booked a good room, which was like a, a sort of more like a penthouse, but it was a low budget hotel. But it was so far away from the router because the router was downstairs in their office, so <laughs> the Wi-Fi signal was terrible. So it didn't work too well. And then I've got my buddy Matt in Mississippi. My stream has died. He's calling me on Facebook turning his phone at the TV and watching the game through his phone on the TV while I'm in Cambodia. I love it. it. American Crazy. football is bringing a guy from Scotland and a guy from the deep south, Mississippi, bringing them together in their common addiction to the Saints. And he's oh. doing FaceTime live so you can watch the Saints in yeah. Cambodia. That's amazing. So, you know... As a Saints, as your, as your, would you say your Saints fandom? Where does it rank in your, in your sort of 
uh, overall sports fandom with uh, you know what they have in Scotland, whether it's whether it's uh, cricket or rugby or EPL or Scottish or Scottish Premier League. Where do the where do the Saints sort of rank on your sports hierarchy of of things you care about most? Uh, to be honest, and it's not a popular opinion with my friends here, um, the Saints rank rank higher. And the argument that I have is because we only have 16 regular season games a year. Yeah. We build up all year. You know, it, we, we wait all year for those 16 games. I'll never miss a game. I don't care if I have to take a sick day from work, if I have to take a vacation day because it's a, you know, a midnight kickoff. I won't miss a game, whereas with soccer, I will. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whereas also with soccer, if we lose, you know, we play 38 games in a season. It doesn't really matter. You know, if we if the Saints lose, you know, one or two results can dictate home field advantage and, you know, it shapes your whole season. So I get more emotional and more passionate about the Saints games, I guess. And yeah, it definitely has my attention more. Yeah, that's the thing with soccer, man. Soccer, and I'm a I'm an Everton fan in the EPL, but you know, soccer, you play 38 league games, right? And then you got the FA Cup, and you got another like the Checker brand, whatever cup that is for the EPL. And then if you qualify for Europa, and I don't know how. Uh, your your Scottish team does, but you might have Champions League. So you could play yeah. 45, 50 games a year, which is basically like a, you're going to have soccer at least once a week for every, a week. except yeah. for like two months a year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I am a season ticket holder for Glasgow Celtic and they have things like they call it the Home Cup ticket scheme. So you know, our equivalent of the FA Cup and the League Cup, if your team plays a game at home, it's not included on your season ticket. They just they just take the money out of your bank account, man. <laughs> like, All right, we've got another game. We're going to take more money out of your account. So, you know, a season ticket costs £560. So that's roughly over $700 for the year. It's not bad. But then with all the add-ons and going to games and then, you know, them taking more money out of your account, it, it does add up over the year. Oh, totally. Granted, I you know, I'm saying that, and I think I paid 300, 300 bucks there just for my uh, for my NFC Championship ticket. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> you what, you came in for the NFC Championship? Oh yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, so my buddy Ray, um, he has season tickets, 
Um, now I was I came in I was in town in September. I brought my girlfriend and we went to the. Uh, I came in one week before her, and went to the Brown. No, sorry, the Bucks game, and then she flew in and we we went to the the Browns game. And I said to my buddy Ray at the time, I said, "Look, man, if we make this NFC Championship game, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm, I'm having one of those tickets. He's sideline seats." Um, you might know my buddy Ray from the TV. He dresses up in the Halo Master Chief suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that dude. So, yeah, I met him back in 2009 on Central Report. So, like, I made a deal. I was like, dude, I'm coming. So, it's Scotland. It's 3 a.m. I'm drunk. We've just beat the, the, uh, the Eagles. And I'm like, I'm booking this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I went and woke my girlfriend up. Do you think I should? She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just <laughs> go away. Let me sleep. So I you gotta it. do it, man. You gotta do it, and yeah. even though it, it it ends in heartache, you gotta. When your team is at that moment, because you don't know when you're gonna be back, right? You know, exactly. I mean, the Saints they they could be. I think they're gonna be really good this year, um, but it's hard to replicate thirteen and three. You don't know when you're gonna be back uh, again, so you gotta do it. Uh, Kips, he he came in. He he flew in as well. It was his first Saints game ever. Was the NFC Championship oh. game against the Rams. Um, you know, I, I hate to go just go over and over because we know that the refs sort of fucked the Saints and that was sort of it. But my thing, and you can talk to this, Russ, is I'm feeling better about the Saints and how they played in the NFC Championship game, knowing what I know now, because we knew going into the game, we knew, right, right, we knew Armstead was hurt, right? We knew Pete had a broken hand but now we find out Unger was shot to hell and he retired right we knew that Ramchek was playing with the body armor right we knew that uh, Kirkwood was out we knew that Ben Watson didn't play we knew that uh, because of appendicitis Josh Hill got hurt during the game so all the Saints offensive issues that they had at the end of the year and that they that they had versus Philadelphia to a certain extent and, and definitely versus the Rams I think man I don't think it's a great decline of Drew Brees or teams figuring out champagne. I just think their offense was injured to hell, and they were a team. Uh, they were a car that was missing three cylinders, and they almost made it through, if not for the ref getting ref fucking them. But I think it can go. They can go into 2019, and it could be okay. Like if they can get healthy, and it can be fine. So I'm not as worried as I was. Right after, where I was like, man, Drew Brees is getting old. It really is. This might be it. Now, I'm feeling better about it the further I get away from it. Not the ref fucking them. That'll haunt me forever, Russ. But as far as the the way the offense played in general, I feel better about it now than I did right after it because of all what we know now. No, absolutely. I'm the same way. Like, at that time, you know, you're there. You know, I was in the dorm, and I'm like, fuck, man, this is it. You're it. <laughs> I stormed out of the fucking dome and walked back to Old Araby. Walked, walked all the way to my friend's house. Like, I was just, I'm out of here. I'd, because Rams fans were making some noise and giving me a bit of shit. And all then, three you know, of them? Get, yeah, it was females as well. And I started giving them a bit of shit back. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not even turning around. I'm just walking out of here. The game's over. I'm gone. And I just kept walking. Before I knew it, I was in the Marigny. I was like, I'm just going to keep walking to Araby. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I didn't want to I didn't want to listen. I didn't listen to your podcast. I listened to no podcast for about a week. I was like, nah, fuck it. I just don't want to think about it. I feel sick. But then I started to warm up. And then, as you say, with all the things coming out, we know all the injuries. And you're like, Nah, I feel good again. Like we were so close, and we did get fucked. 
and it took, you know, the ref fucking us to, to you know, cost us a Super Bowl chance. And I'm like, you know, we could, we could actually come back a little bit stronger. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's been interesting, you know, and part of, uh, you know, for this, the five, you know, if you donate, if you donate five dollars, you get in the drawing. A lot of times, I did the drawings. And I had a bunch of people, and I was and I was contacting them, say, hey, the, you know, you won the drunk, and they're like, Ralph, we love the show, uh, we're gonna keep donating, but I just I can't I can't talk about it now. I don't, and, and some people were like, I just I'm not, I don't want to do it. And I was like, well, look, you know, we promised that we do this, try to do it every month, uh, and we have a backload. Of, I had a backload. I'm like, I gotta deliver it. So you know, for you, I put the the, the call out on Twitter through the through the show, uh, Twitter account, and you were kind enough to say be a five dollar uh, a month donator and and jump in and do it and uh but people man people are hurting and it's just i mean and i think ross it takes ross it takes longer because the, the free agency got us through a point we got excited at but because the saints don't have any picks and i think what they did with those picks has worked out well but Still, not having any draft picks means we don't really care about the draft, right? So we can't get excited about the draft like we normally would. So uh, it just the hurt sort of just lingers, man. It's just hard to get. It's just hard hard to get over. I mean, I will admit, I think about it like once a day. I'll just be driving or whatever, and I'll just be like, "How the fuck did they lose that game?" The stupid ref no. and like 900 different things that had to go wrong just for the Rams to have a chance. And it just, man, I don't know that you get over it. It just sort of gets, it's like a numb part of your body that you just deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah I think it gets to the point where you're like, look, it happened. I can't change it. So, you know, just move on for a while. I was like, you know what? Fuck the NFL. I ain't watching another. The only team I watch is the Saints. I'm not taking part in fantasy. I'm not doing nothing. As time has passed, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll rethink that. But no, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you gotta do. You gotta. You shouldn't let. You, you should. It's an enjoyment part of your life. Like you should. We should enjoy our lives and do what you want to do. You, you're not obligated to. You know, me. If I don't play fantasy, it's not gonna do anything for the NFL, right? Um, but I do think you know you gotta get over it a little bit. People have to deal with it in their own way. Uh, my question to you is, how do you? How is your uh, consumption of Saints news in Scotland uh, with the EU sort of sometimes they block sites? I know there was a stretch where people were complaining to Nick Underhill, hey, I'm in Europe and I'm getting blocked. What's the deal? How is your consumption of Saints news in Scotland and how um, how did you find our show? Uh, Twitter, basically. That's that's the main consumption of news and that's how I found you guys. Um, so, so Twitter sort of the go-to. And then if there's any articles that I can't get on, I can use a VPN to get around them. Um, you know, if there's something I really want to want to look at, um, maybe like the Athletic, if I can be bothered paying for it. But you know, <laughs> but uh, also Saints Report. I mean, I don't know if you you know give give a shout out to them, but that's that's that was where my most of my news would come from. You know, before Twitter really took off, and you'd all these beat writers all tweeting and players tweeting, and you know you could you could keep up. So I think Twitter in the early days. Um, I mean, there was probably a time where I used to read Jeff Duncan's articles before he turned heel. You know, <laughs> he did turn heel. He he turned heel like like about I would say maybe like like Bounty Gate was like 2012 yeah. Yeah. was when Duncan really he went full heel. That was it. I would say that was when Donkey went heel, but well, it's, it's a shame Nick Underhill's uh, going to cover the Patriots, but 
you know, there's, there's a lot of good guys out there, and you know, I follow a lot of them on Twitter. And I think, I think Diana Rossini, she seems to be the one with the finger on the pulse at the minute. Does she, she not? She is. I would say she's not. She's not necessarily. Uh, she doesn't. The Saints aren't her beat, right? She's not a um, uh, a Saints beat reporter based in New Orleans. But I would say, as far as the person in the world that breaks the most Saints news, she is by far the number one. She broke Brandon Cooks. She broke free agent news. Like she has a connection to Mickey Loomis or Sean Payton or whoever. And she gets the Saints news. Like, she is a, for free agency the last two years, she's been my number one Saints follow on Twitter. I go to her and refresh her Twitter seven, eight, ten, twelve times a day. I mean, because she, she's she got it. And you can, you can argue, well, it should be a local guy, it should be a national guy, whatever. It ain't. It's her. She is the number one source of Saints news out there. Um, so... There's a million Saints podcast, man, and we appreciate everybody that supports us. Why do you sort of give us your hard or hard earned money? I would say, I mean, it, it's the full package in a sense. Like, there's, you know, there's no airs or graces. You're not minding your p's and q's and, and trying to be all, you know, all polite and hey y'all. You know, it's not like that. You you just you come out there, you bullshit. But it's it's also it's good content. The content is good and it's relatable. You know, it's just a couple of Saints fans, a bunch of Saints fans just shooting the shit, being funny. There's, there's also the humor element, and, you know, I really appreciate that. So it's, you can have a laugh, and you also sort of, you know, you just, you. I think also for me, you know, the, the seven minutes of Saints and stuff, I don't really have anyone to talk to about the Saints, so I just oh, I just yeah. listen to them. All right, they're talking about the shit I would be talking about, so, yeah, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so we um, people depend on when when we when we um, when we do this, uh, people may or may not have uh, may or may not have heard our um, something that we're gonna we you know because we 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 have you guys supporting us so we have more um, more money coming in to to do sort of. Um, sort of really um sort of cool stuff and uh we have some uh some draft day spotlight stuff that we're gonna do that i think uh for the nfl draft that um that uh me and andrew have done that i think um i think people are um are really really gonna really really gonna um gonna dig it um so I'm really, uh, I'm really excited about that, and um, just by you guys, just by by people um, like you supporting us, it's just allowed us to sort of um, do uh, stuff that's been um, that's been really, really cool, and um, and we're uh, we're super excited about it, and we uh, we appreciate. Uh, you supporting the show and, and giving us time uh, all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. And uh, before we get out of here, are you going to be coming into any games for 2019? I'm going to try. Uh, probably not regular season, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm all in on, on postseason. So, you know, fingers crossed things go well and, and we get at least a couple of games at home. 
and then yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be heading in. But with the schedules and stuff, I don't think I can make the regular season, but postseason would be would be doable, yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, uh Ross, thanks a lot, guy. And um and like I said, we uh we appreciate uh we appreciate all the support. And anybody else, if you like this uh, spotlight that we did with Ross, donate at the $5 level. We do a drawing every month. We try to get them out. We have a bunch in the can. They're great. We do. We have them from all over the world. Uh, donate $5 a month to support us, and you can be on the patron spotlight yourself. So until next time on the patron spotlight, uh, the bar is closed.